If you'd open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, got some things I want to share for, with you this morning. Good to have the Browns back. Good to have you back. And uh, all you guys that have been ill, I know, or missing, or maybe staying home and quarantining, whenever you come back, we just get excited that you're back. And we've been seeing more and more people that God is touching. I know we talked about in Sunday school this morning that the gospel has been going out online probably more than it ever has. And that's a blessing too, isn't it? There's nothing like coming to God's house and reading his word. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 36, I have to quote this to myself every now and then as a preacher for a long time teaching the Bible. I have to quote this to myself every now and then because we don't ever want to get to thinking that we've got it all figured out. Now, just when we think we've got it all figured out, we realize that we don't. Uh, you know, I went to East Central University. I came from a little high school. There was 14 kids in our class and uh, came to East Central University in 1982 and went to college for four years and a couple of summers and graduated and went to teaching school at Van Oss School that is near Stratford and I taught science I taught earth science life science biology physics chemistry I mean anything that had science on it I taught it from 7th through 12th grade and then we developed advanced science classes and I taught those and I enjoyed teaching it then I became a principal got back to East Central got a master's degree so did my wife and then got a principal certificate and then they decided the next year Dr. Sharp decided he wanted to start a superintendency certification program at East Central he called me. He said, I want you to be in the first superintendency class at East Central. I said, you're trying to make the class, aren't you? He said, yes. And uh, I said, put me down. And so I went back and got that degree, have a valid. I still maintain my certificate to be valid in case I ever get to be in so desperate that I have to go back to it. No, not really. I'm kidding. I really enjoyed it. And uh, but wouldn't it be tough to be a superintendent today uh, with the various demands and regulations and rules and shortfalls, et cetera, plus with the coronavirus? Who would want to be the superintendent right now to try to figure all that out in your school? What a nightmare that would be. And so I look back on my life, and I think I've learned a lot. And, I, yeah, I've got a lot of education, but I know one thing. The more I learn, the more I realize how little I know. The more I learn, the more I realize how much more God must know than me. How much more he must know than anyone. The smartest people ever that existed don't know what God knows. We don't know how he did what he did. I briefly touched on this morning that, you know, God spoke and said, Let us make man in our image. Male and female, he made them. And he said, we are Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Later in the scripture, it teaches us that. 
and he created us to be body, mind, or spirit, and soul, a triune being like him. But think of this. This is something that's been on my mind a lot lately. Think of it this way. Jesus was created. He was born to his mother Mary. He was the son, only begotten son of God. That means the only birthed or born son of God. And he died. He really died. He hung on that cross and his soul left his body, his spirit. He said, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Those are still a little bit mysterious to us. But his body was laid in a tomb and it was dead. Now my daddy was an old time preacher and he's what he would say. He said, Jesus laid in that tomb and he was graveyard dead. Now let me tell you something. Jesus didn't have a near death experience. He wasn't just almost gone. He was gone to his father. His spirit was. His body had not yet ascended to his father. His body was laid in the tomb. And somehow, some way, he was recreated into a being that was similar to human body, but it could, it was made out of sub substance that could live in the almighty presence, glory, power of God without dying. And so it is possible for God to give you a body that can live in the presence of God that is so strong, it's so bright, so powerful, so radiant, that it would kill the body you're living in now. And he proved it could be done. Three days later, he came out of the tomb. And so I was thinking about that. And maybe when God said, let's create them in our image, maybe he's still creating us. Maybe we're still in the process of being created. Maybe when we die and we come out like Jesus with like a caterpillar and butterfly type situation, when we come out with a new body, maybe our creation will be complete. He said, I will make you complete. I will make you perfect. I'm not perfect. Are you perfect? Susie thinks I'm perfect, but y'all don't tell her any different. We ain't perfect. We're never going to be perfect. We strive to be better tomorrow than we were yesterday, but Jesus Christ is going to make us perfect. Isn't that amazing? See, that's how I know. The Bible promises we'll be perfect in heaven. That's how I know I'm going to be thin. Who needs a diet? God's got it figured out. No, I'm just teasing. We should definitely take care of our bodies. Believe in that too. But I want to read a scripture to you that I have to tell myself a lot over and over throughout my life. And that is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 36. Paul is saying, what? I mean, he's almost being sarcastic. I can hear it. What? Did the word of God come out of your mouth? Did the word of God came from you only? 
basically what he's saying. What came the word of God out from you? Or to you only? I have to tell myself that every now and then. Hey, preacher, you don't have a corner on the understanding of the mind of God. Hey, preacher, you don't have it all figured out, so don't act like you do. I have to tell myself, teacher, you still need to learn a little bit more. How many would love to learn a brand new mystery from the Word of God every day? Wouldn't that be awesome? It can't contradict the Word. It can't go against the Word. It can reveal more of the Word. God does that. He'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. He's still doing it for me. I started teaching when I was 11 years old, and I really started preaching a lot when I was 14. I started pastoring uh, the youth class here at this church when I was 20. And 24, I began pastoring this church. And I am not saying me, 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 me. I am trying to tell you that no matter how much you do for the Lord, you never can learn it all. You got to keep on studying, keep on digging. It's amazing what God will teach you. I think God is still working on me. I think God is still creating me. And one day when I am laid in that grave, I'm going to come out of that grave. If my ashes are scattered across the sea, the Lord is going to still give me a new body. If my body is blown up in an explosion or burned up in a fire, I'm still going to be given a new body. The Lord knows how to do it. And he's got it all planned out. And so I should never believe that I have it all figured out, but there are a few things. There's a few things, a handful of things that I will stand for till the day I die, and I'm going to name about five of them right now. First of all, the Bible is 100% God's Word. People should not try to erase parts of the Bible out that they don't like because they like to do certain sins. They like to take those things out. Shouldn't do that. Second thing, Jesus Christ was the only begotten Son of God born of a virgin. Third thing, heaven is a real place, and you can go there, and the alternative is hell, and you don't want to go there. Both places are real. Fourth thing, no matter what you've done or where you've been, no matter how bad your behavior has been, Saul who murdered Christians, Saul who drugged people out of their homes and threw them to the lions just because they loved Jesus, Saul was probably the most rotten Christian, lost, saved, forgiven. And he can do the same for you. There is no sin in your life worse than what Saul committed. There's no sin in your life that God cannot forgive. And he wants to. He wants to. No matter where you've been or what you've done, 
If you really give your heart to Him and you really mean it, there's no preacher that can save you. There's no church that can save your soul. There is no power on the earth or anywhere that can seal your eternal fate. Only Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son, can do that. He is the one. And the last one, He will come back to this earth and build His eternal kingdom. He's going to do it. I can't help but think it might be really soon. I don't know for sure, but I feel like it might be because of the signs. We preach about that a lot. All the signs are fulfilled. It says in verse 36, I think Paul is kind of being sarcastic. He says, what? Came the word of God out of you? No, it came from God. Did it come from you only? No. God has given several people the word. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Isaiah, Ezekiel, all the way through the scripture. We need to be open-minded and willing to learn. Teachable. We need to be teachable. You know, I could have rebelled and said, I don't need to go to that college. I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. Well, all right, that's fine. I could have done some other job. And college is not for everybody. There's a lot of people that got a great trade, a great skill. They do extremely well without college. I'm not saying that, but you had to make a decision to follow that route to get where you are. And if you want to get somewhere higher in your economic status, you have to make a decision to do something that presents that opportunity. Wouldn't you agree? And so with scriptural, spiritual life, it's the same thing. You want more, but you're not doing more to get it. You want more, but you're still only showing up for 45 minutes about once a month in church. You're not going to Bible study. You're not studying the Word. Now, look, guys, I'm not trying to be hateful. I'm just telling the truth. I'm not beating anybody's brow. I'm thankful that you're here. But what are you doing? You might be doing it outside of this church. That's possible. I don't know your life. I'm not pretending to. I'm not talking down to you. I started off saying most of this is for me. What do I need to do? To move up spiritually in knowledge and strength and power in my life. I have to pursue it. There's so many materials out there now. Really. It's an opportunity to learn things that you never knew before. An opportunity to hear from God things you never understood before. An opportunity to be revealed the word in your heart and mind because God will speak to you just like he did Saul who murdered all those Christians. He loves you. God appreciates the fact that you serve him. But at the same time, we don't deserve him. My parents used to sing a song called Unworthy. Now the message of the song is, I once was unworthy, but God has made me worthy. All right? We're not worthy on our own. Unworthy am I of the grace that he gave. Unworthy to call him my own. 
And then later it says, but he made me worthy. And now by his grace, his mercy has made me his own. Isn't that awesome? Guys, that's who God is to you. That's who Jesus is to me. That's who He knows your name. He knows everything about you. He already knew everything you were going to do before He saved your soul. He knew before He called your name what He was getting into. He knew when He went to that cross, He looked ahead in time, and He said one day in 2020, there'll be a faithful group of people that gather in my name. No matter what the turmoil of the world, they're still going to serve me, and I'm dying for them. And he says, if any man thinks himself to be a prophet, verse 37, if any man thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge the things that I write unto you are commandments of the Lord. God does not change his word. 2020, the Bible is not different than it was back in Jesus day isn't it exciting what God will do when you let him how many would say this morning God has performed a miracle in my life at least one that is undeniably God undeniably there's no other explanation for it God performed a miracle in my life that was undeniably God what a blessing he said, verse 39, wherefore, brethren, covet, that means have a great desire to prophesy. And in this case, it means understand the scriptures and the mysteries of God. Understand the message of God's word. Prophesy, preach is a different word for that same word. He said, have a great desire to have an understanding of God's word. And if you do that, God will answer your prayer. He said, if you seek wisdom, I will give it to you freely. Verse 40, let all things be done decently and in order. And so the church is not supposed to stir up chaos. The church is supposed to show the world the steps that Jesus wants us to walk. The Bible says the way is narrow and the gate is straight it says few there be that find it but that's not god's will he wants many 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 to find it but he already knows that most people will say no i am excited today that union valley church is open to all people of all backgrounds i'm excited that union valley church stands for the word all of it even if it's not politically correct right now I am blessed today because you serve the Lord and reach people through this church and last week I announced about the hot meals that's been going out and I got the number wrong believe it or not so I was asking for correct numbers and it's now over 4200 hot meals that this church has served to the community since March. We had some families just this week that we provided a lot of groceries to, and I'm not up here bragging on myself. 
I am actually really not doing much of any of that. I'm just cheering people on. We're all together in this. I'm just bragging on what God is doing through this little church. Several people walked the streets yesterday with us to tell our law enforcement, good job, keep going, don't give up. And I thank you for that. Our church van was driving down the street. Some of we had a long parade behind us. I'm not sure if they all wanted to be in the parade. But I was blessed because we're cheering people on. Do God's work. Don't give up. Don't give up. When it seems like no one's listening, don't give up. When it seems like it's making no difference, it is. Let all things be done in decently and in order. We're not supposed to cause chaos to cause change. We're supposed to change things through prayer and supplication and through organization and through uh, meditation and spiritual belief in Jesus Christ. How many know all things are possible with God? All means all, amen? All means all. There's nothing too big for Him to fix in your life. Are you willing to take whatever steps to move up to that next level spiritually in your life? It's between you and God. I wish I could write out a recipe, you know, and say, okay, here's what you do. One, two, three, four, five, six. I can't do that. But guess where it's already written down? The instruction book. Read it every day. Things are going to jump out at you. And you don't have to understand it all. Several times in my life I've had people say, well, Brother Randall, I like reading the Bible, but I just don't understand what I read. I say, read it anyway. Read it anyway. Keep reading it, keep reading it, keep reading it. You'll understand more and more and more of it. And every day, some little truth will jump out. And you'll say, that's what God wanted me to know today. Doesn't is it true? Does it happen to you? Is there anybody that would say, that's happened to me. I opened the Bible and all of a sudden it was exactly what I was dealing with. And sometimes it comes through a preacher. Sometimes it comes through a teacher. I had a crazy experience one time and I won't name any names. But there's this one preacher on TV. And I really don't like him very much. I turn it over there and I go, oh, I can't already take that. Switch. And I'm not telling you the name. It's just a personal thing. So I know I was not watching his show because I never watch it. One morning, this happened to me. One morning about 6 o'clock in the morning, I really was having a hard time with a big problem in my life at the time. This has been about three or four years ago. I was having a real problem. I was struggling. I was praying about it, and I wanted to know the answer, right? And I got up, and I turned the remote on. Guess who showed up on the TV? I know I was not watching that channel the night before. I was watching Fox News, I'm sure. <laughs> so he pops up on the TV, and this is the, I, this is the truth. I, like uh, they used to say with my hand up. I point that clicker, and the TV comes on, and that preacher, the TV comes on. That preacher does this, and you 
are dealing with blah, 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 and God has already got that fixed. And I thought, wow! How did he know that? That happened to me. Now, do you think that was an accident? That was not an accident. That was saying, that was God saying, hey, Randall, do you think God only speaks through you? Huh? How many know we need to open our mind up a little bit? We don't need to open our mind up so much that they change the Bible. We cannot allow that. Everything a Christian does should be weighed and measured in the balances of the Word of God. Don't let a new philosophy lead you astray. That happened to me. I'm going to tell you one more thing before I close. I've already said that. One more thing. Anybody been, anyone been watching the TikTok deal? Now, fess up. All right. So, has anyone tried posting a video to TikTok? Neither have I. I started to, but I thought, oh, Lord, I don't want that to go viral. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Here's the point of my story. TikTok is getting so huge so fast. You know, when you have something that gets a thousand views on Facebook, it's liable to get a million on TikTok. If it's any good or funny. Some of it's raunchy. My point is this, nothing to do with TikTok. It has to do with the fact that when you start to post a video, it asks you this question. You, will you allow TikTok to access your files and you have to click allow in order to post a video. Now, it's owned by China. The way communist countries work is there is a group of extremely wealthy people that own everything and they are the communist party. A, co a communist party it's not like America where you elect representatives and you go to this convention or whatever. A communist party is a group of owners. Okay? And they own everything in the country. And now they own the fastest growing social platform that is collecting everybody's files that posts a video and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of them. Now, this is not a political statement. When I see that and I see what's going on with that, that's why our president is trying to ban that in our country. Here's why. Here's what it said to me. We have now reached the time where a tyrannical government literally can collect the data of every human being on the planet that has a smart device just like that. And the Bible says in Matthew 24:14 that when that's possible, when the gospel of this kingdom can be preached to every single nation all over the world, that has to be what we're dealing with right now, the incredible internet and the viral aspect of it. When this happens, then the end shall come.
And so that's what I got out of the TikTok situation. It's a confirmation that we are at a point where an anti-Christ government can literally collect all the data of everybody in the world that has a smartphone. China right now is burning churches. They're torturing Christians. They're imprisoning people for uh, preaching the gospel worse than they ever have. Why? Because the devil doesn't want you to know God's word. He doesn't want you to know you're already the victor. He doesn't want you to know that your family has a benefit that other people don't have. He doesn't want you. The devil does not want you to know that you can speak out of your mouth life, victory, power, and salvation. It's the only hope for human beings. And the devil's trying to stop us. We're not going to let him, are we? Would you stand with me and bow your heads?